Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. From the Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Here's Armstrong and Getty. I just got back from uh, the hospital. I took my son over there to get a, a blood draw. And I'm uh, uh, currently the person in his life that can do that only. Uh, of 8 billion people on Earth, the only person who's going to be able to get him over there. So <laughs> um, wow. I did that. Um, and, uh, he vomited as he always does. Poor guy. Mm, yeah. Oh, dang it. Yeah. Yeah. Imagine how nervous you have to be to make yourself for your body to do that. I'm not sure I've ever been. I've never vomited from nervousness. No, no. Oh my gosh. The yeah. poor lad. It's rough. Yeah. Nothing about that room is enjoyable. The, uh, no. No, indeed. Um, the reward that was discussed, will that be delivered today? Which reward was that? For, for getting through that whole process of, uh, uh yogurt with, uh, oh. all the, all the smoothie with all the uh, toppings or whatever it was? Yeah. The timing doesn't work out on that, so we're going to wait till tomorrow till his brother's back from this camp that he's on. Uh, his brother's at a camp for three days. So, Cause they want to do it together. Cause that's, if you have siblings, it's fun to do that stuff with your sibling. Oh yeah, sure. Compare each other's Sundays with each other. Look at that. Look at how many gummies I got on mine. <laughs> right. And then how awful you feel afterwards. <laughs> oh, I remember there there were once or twice we told the kids, yeah, go ahead at the yogurt shop, and they went crazy with the toppings. And I looked at it and I thought, I could not get a third of the way through through that thing without puking. Yeah, it's it interesting. horrible. The way kids process sugar, desire and process it. I've talked to them about it before because 
they, they say to me all the time, how come you don't just eat as many candy bars as you want? You're an adult. And I, I tell do. Them, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Honestly, I do. Like one a month. Um, your tastes change. It just does not sound appealing to you past a certain age. For most people, I do know people that can continue to eat candy like a kid, but most adults don't. Yeah, or swig down Cokes, for instance. <laughs> Boy, dad. once you get off uh, soda pops, you can't drink them anymore. They're way too sweet. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, every once in a while, I'll take a sip and think, oh, my God, how do people pound these down all day long? Um, you have to get used to it. You have to build up a tolerance. My dad always used to say that when he was a kid, he thought when he grew up, he would eat unlimited peanut butter. He was just going to eat as much <laughs> peanut butter as he wanted. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and he was going to have a refrigerator next to his bed, so he just wouldn't. The food would always you know, be right there. After And, and we have uh, earth-changing and gut-wrenching news to discuss, and we'll get back to it this hour. But uh, it's funny, after a hiatus of years in which I did not have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, there are several mornings, uh, you know, a month, several, that I'll think, I don't want my healthy protein bar. I'm having me a PB&J for breakfast. That's a dang good sandwich, man. With a cup of coffee? Are you kidding? Oh, and so much more defensible than a uh, than a donut. Oh, yeah. Which I had yesterday, which brings me to an interesting topic. I had a couple of donuts yesterday. And um, so I'm in this donut shop, and it's about noon. And I'd never been, as, as in a different part of town, I'd never been to this donut shop before. And I say to the guy behind the counter, I didn't, I didn't know he was the owner, but he turns out to be. I said, how do you make sure you have the right amount of donuts? Because I got a donut shop near me, and like half the time you show up at 10 o'clock, and it's dark, and it's closed because they ran out of donuts. And then the other half of the time, they're throwing donuts out. And he said, I've been doing this for 35 years. You have to get a feel for it. And I said, really? You have a feel for it? He said, yeah, yeah, weather, huge weather. He said, it's like rainy and cold right now. I know I'm going to have to make twice as many donuts. If it's oh. if it's kind of a windy, cool day, I'd make twice as many donuts if it's like 85 and still. Wow. And I thought, how fascinating is that about just the free market in general? Here's a guy that's developed an expertise that's outside of like anything you would teach in school or anything like that about having a sense of how many donuts to make. And the donut shop near me has changed hands. I don't know how many times in the years that I've lived near there. And it's always the same problem. They're throwing away donuts or they run up short. And you know, you show up to the donut shop like twice and it's closed at 10 o'clock. You find a different donut shop. Sure. So they go out of business. But this guy, over decades, has developed a feel based on weather and day of the week and all kinds of different things for how many donuts he needs to make and has been able to stay in business for decades. I just thought that was a, a really great story about capitalism and, and, uh, oh, and the people free who make market. it. Right. People and who make it central people don't. planning will never, ever work. Oh, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. I would have yeah. never guessed that he can predict how many donuts to make if it's 75 and a little breezy versus 85 and still. Wow, the donut whisperer. He ought to do seminars around the country. He could get richer doing that than, than you know, making the donuts. Yeah. Um, donuts, number one on the list of foods I would love to eat, but I don't. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, the I love- clear winner. I love to eat and do. I shouldn't, but I do. Um, but, uh, you know, probably making this more serious than it needed to be for a conversation with a guy at a donut shop. But I just, I, same thing. I went to a restaurant last night with my son and the waiter was so good. And I told him, man, you're really going to do well in life. And I gave him a big tip. For some reason, I'm just in love with the free market and people who succeed at it. It just, it gets me excited yeah. when I run into other people that are making it work or young people that I can just see you're going to, you're going to be fine. 
Maybe it's because I have kids and I worry about them. I don't know what, what it is, but I just, I love people that figure out the free market and, and, and what it's going to take to, to succeed at it. Well, you think you're turning it serious, serious. I'm going to even up the ante more. I think it's because you see the encroachment of central planning. Maybe that's it. And socialism and government overreach and the rest of it. I mean, if you ran into a bureaucrat at the Department of What's-Its who is thoroughly entrenched and now has risen up to a level five clerk, you would never get that same feeling. The implementer of government policy. You would, it would feel like a, a yoke had been laid upon you, not the delight of someone clever and, and aggressive and, and innovative and the rest of it. I, I think... Well, I, you know, I was going to say I think that speaks to the human spirit. I think that speaks to some people's human spirit. I think, and this is an uncomfortable thing to say, but I think our audience is 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 very different than the typical uh, randomly selected group of people. I think if you were to take human beings, uh, you know, one for the other, most people want the warm blanket of central planning and uh, certainty. People would absolutely trade certainty for liberty rather than i've got to develop a talent for figuring out how many donuts to make and then sell it somehow in the free market i I don't know what wow i wonder what percentage it is in the united states what percentage if you said look you will never be wealthy you will never uh, see your you know dreams come true you'll never be hailed as great at this or a mentor to many or blah, blah, blah. But you're not going to have to try very hard at all. I would and think you're not going to starve. I would include you'll never be proud of what you do. That, yes. That's a lot of it. Yeah. The guy, the yeah. guy at the don- that ran the donut shop clearly took great pride in the fact that he had that dialed in. He sees a challenge and he overcomes it. That That's cool. But then again, we and many, many of our listeners are of a certain personality type, and I'm just wondering how common that is or isn't. So you present the you'll never feel pride in your work, you'll never be wealthy, but you'll 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 always be able to make your rent and your car payment and have enough. I think a lot of people would take that deal, the the yeah. the comfort one. Well, and a lot of people probably should because they're dopes. Um, well, you know, it's like I've said, it, it took me a while to figure this out as a, like a teenager, but, um, I realized I'd done nothing to earn my brain power. I was born with it. You know, you have to do something with it, goodness knows. But talent? On loan from God, as Rush would have put it. Um, you get no credit for that. And so there are people whose talents are very, very modest and always will be. And so, you know, I, I get that. Um, what bothers me, I guess, to my heart and soul is that we have so many people in the United States who are of enormous talent and cleverness and could be innovators and leaders and lead other people to achieve their goals, but they've bought the lie of you're better off being taken care of or they've been convinced that because you are a black man or woman or child, for instance, or whatever else, um, you can't make it anyway. You never will. So don't try. That that breaks my heart. So why do you think people eat more donuts if it's breezy in seventy five than if it's sunny in eighty five? Number one, 
You just feel like a donut. <laughs> um, when it's cooler. Number two probably has to do with the calories you're burning to keep yourself warm. Oh, so that would be kind of a subconscious, like a non... Oh, v- very much so, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm thinking it's all of this stuff is 90% subconscious. Yeah, he said nasty weather is good for donut eating. People want something to make them feel comfortable. You, right, you, threatening weather. You got to hunker down. You got to get some calories in you because you got to retreat to the back of the cave, and you don't know when you're going to get another delicious antelope thigh. <laughs> eating donuts in caves. Yeah. Uh, what's your go-to donut before we take a break? If you're at well, a donut you know, shop, we, and you're... we've argued bitterly over this through the years. I like the Bavarian cream. Yeah. See, that's not a freaking donut. I shouldn't even ask this question. <laughs> Wow. You see the racism, folks? Well, donutism. <laughs> it's got jelly or cream in it. That's not a donut. It's something else. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet that's right up to fifteen hundred dollars again sign up using code buckeye and receive up to fifteen hundred dollars back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet BetMGM and game sense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park that's 1-800-GAMBLER Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Armstrong and Joe Getty. I forewarned you. Let's go, Brandon. The Armstrong and Getty Show. 
My name is Miranda. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm a licensed professional counselor and sex therapist in Erie, Pennsylvania. And today I want to talk about minor attracted persons. And I want to talk about minor attracted persons because they are probably the most vilified population of folks in our culture. And most folks are making incorrect assumptions about them without actually knowing much about them. And those assumptions create harm for an already marginalized population. So let's make sure you understand what this woman is talking about before we uh, hear more from her. She is a licensed therapist of some sort there, talking about MAP's minor attracted persons, which is kind of a euphemistic, watered-down version of saying people who are sexually interested in children. Right. And uh, this is a libs of TikTok thing, which has been criticized for... A variety of reasons when really what it is is it's take, she made this video on purpose because she wanted people to see it. Then there's a and website put it out exactly and right. It, and then there's a website <laughs> that gathers these to say, look how crazy some of these people are. And then they get mad. Anyway, let's hear more from this woman. You may have noticed that I'm using the term minor attracted persons, sometimes abbreviated to maps, instead of the more commonly used term pedophile. And I'm doing this because the term pedophile has moved from being a diagnostic label to being a judgmental, hurtful insult that we hurl at people in order to harm them or slander them. I also prefer person-first language that recognizes that any label we might apply to a person is only part of who they are and doesn't represent everything that they are. Wow. We are all people first with many different facets or parts of ourselves and this includes folks who are attracted to minors i had not heard that people first thing so you want to look at oh, the sure, yeah. totality yeah. of the human being so sure you're sexually well, that's that's the origin of like uh, you don't say homeless person you say person experiencing homelessness okay so in this case i'm supposed to not just focus on the fact that you want to have sex with children you're also a wonderful dancer and speak two languages Right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I want to point out that this is precisely the sort of person you see regularly quoted as an expert in sex and gender issues in New York Times, Washington Post, USA Today. Good point. Let's hear a little more from Miranda. So to start with, let's talk about what a minor attracted person is or who they are. This term simply means that the person has an enduring sexual or romantic attraction to minors. They've not chosen this attraction, just as the rest of us have not chosen whatever our attraction is. You don't get to choose to be heterosexual or to be gay or or whatever you are, and you don't get to choose to be a minor attracted person. Some minor attracted persons are attracted to a specific age range of minors, while some are not. And some minor attracted persons are exclusively attracted to minors and are not attracted to adults at all. Some minor attracted persons right. are also attracted to adults. Why would you Does make she this... ever get to, is it okay in her mind for, for people to have sex with youngsters? Right. Yeah, that's what I would like to know. That's where the rubber meets the road. So do you think these people should be allowed to be out in society doing this stuff? Or do they need to be locked up? Because with society and pretty much all societies in the world throughout most of time, except for like the Taliban and the Greeks in a weird way, um, have decided that this is not what they want in their society. 
Is she right. suggesting that you should allow it in your society? Uh, you see, if you want to have sex with my kid and you touch him, I'm going to kill you, is a thing. So, I don't know what she thinks of that. Well, right. I mean, uh, yeah, it would be helpful to hear her ultimate point. Is her ultimate point that, look, these people don't choose this. I believe that. Now, clearly, it's completely unacceptable in our society or any other, I would say. I um, doubt that's so where she's going. So here's how we deal with that. Yeah, I doubt yeah, that's I where doubt she's it. going. But, um, yeah, I'd, I think I think I'd mostly believe that. You're, something happened in your wiring, either before you were born or through abuse when you were a kid, and you... You can't help it, but you, if you can't control your urges, you can't be out and about in society. I think that's, well, that is not, I don't think, that is what we've decided in every county in America. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's an interesting question. Um, again, I assume she's got wackadoo freakish ideas about it, but, uh, I was reading this long article about how the music industry covered up for R. Kelly for years and years, how people would actually have the conversation when he was a hit maker. Um, have you seen that video? And the answer would be, uh, no, I didn't watch it, because if I watched it, then I wouldn't be able to work with them. So let's go make another hit record and make everybody rich. Wow. But w- one of the aspects of the article, it, it just shows, again, how the enlightened lecturers of Hollywood are such hypocrites and liars. But um, one of the points of the article was he was sexually abused absolutely as a child. Mm. And has that... Yeah. Need for control or associates childhood with sex thing. And, and I, I've got to admit, while we can't permit anybody to sexually abuse children for any reason, there's no excuse that's appropriate. It would be really good if we could get really good at telling people, look, if you were a victim of sexual abuse and you have these desires, please come and talk to us or here's what you do. Uh, because Lord knows we don't want you to, th- we don't want to throw you in prison because you were abused as a child and haven't been able to deal with it. So I, I would love, but you know, here we are back to we need better mental health care in this country, which I think everybody agrees. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. 
Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, Health HealthLock Technology reviews the claims for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. of the Armstrong and Getty Show. War with China. So uh, I'm going to work backwards on this piece from the New York Times that I read over the weekend. It's really long and detailed and was right up my alley about World War III. Um, I'm going to work backward to a certain extent since the China stuff just came on. The assessment is that if China invades Taiwan, and as you'll remember on Face the Na- on uh, 60 Minutes several weeks ago, Joe Biden said we would defend Taiwan with U.S. troops, Right. What would a war with China look like? Early on, China would have would mount a massive attack. According to our Air Force General Mark D. Kelly, China's forces are designed to inflict more casualties in the first 30 hours of combat than we've endured in the last 30 years in the Middle East. And most rounds of war games recently, the United States swiftly loses two aircraft carriers in a battle to defend Taiwan, each carrying 5,000 people on oh. top of hundreds of aircraft. One participant noted that although each simulation varied, what almost never changes is it's a bloody mess and both sides take some terrible losses. At some stage, selective service registrations would require young Americans to be converted into a draft. So that's some pretty heavy stuff. And again, I said I'm I'm working backwards from this piece called World War III Begins with Forgetting. It's a guest essay in the New York Times on Sunday by a guy named Stephen Wertheim who's a scholar and writer on U.S. foreign policy. The argument that he's basically making is that the world, the, the, the world War II generation, obviously the World War I generation died off a while back, we're down to very few World War II vets, and we're soon to have really nobody left that actually remembers what a world war is like, and that that is a problem as we start to throw out more talk about World War III. He quotes all the times that Joe Biden has said in recent months, well, we can't do that or that will be World War Three." Or what you're talking about is World War Three, whether it's China or Russia, re-Ukraine and that sort of stuff. Uh, let me jump down to here. 
Um, he does point out that about 1% of U.S. veterans of World War II remain alive. It's estimated by the end of this decade there will be fewer than 10,000 left, getting to the point that there will be nobody left who actually remembers where World War is like. Preparing the country shouldn't begin with tanks, planes, and ships. Although I think that would be a good idea. It will require a national effort of historical recovery and imagination, first and foremost, to enable the American people to consider whether they wish to enter a major war if the moment of decision arrives. Uh, it makes the argument through many, many, many paragraphs that the younger crowd does not understand what this would entail. And whether you're arguing for more aggressive action or against aggressive action, it would benefit us all to have an idea of what we're actually talking about. And he goes hmm. through all the recent conflicts we've had in this country that have had no effect on you unless you've got a family member serving in the military. A uh, theme we have uh, hit on many times. Right. And when we're throwing around the loose World War Three talk, are people prepared for, you know, uh, worldwide depression, quite possibly, you know, severely hampered economic prospects maybe for decades to come sky high prices losing jobs i mean like serious upending your life pain not Mm -hmm. to mention likely attacks on the united states if we're talking about an actual world war world war at this point with russia and china we 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 just like it's um I, i i don't think we've got the imagination to be able to Feel what it would like to be like to be under attack, and that's what this historian is trying to trying to get to. A conversation going in the United States, the idea of you know uh, uh, missiles coming down on Los Angeles or New York. Right, right, and it's an interesting point. If you don't have an appreciation for what you're talking about, how can you do the things it takes to avoid it? Or hell, the nightmare scenario, uh, be ready for it. Well, do you think that he lays the uh, blame at the feet of several presidents in a row for um, people regularly use the example of George Bush after 9-11 saying, hey, what what can you do? What can you do for the country? Go to the mall, shop. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I was going to bring up George W. One of the worst things he did was start wars and not. Uh, and pay for them with deficit spending and not increase taxes, not say, hey, we got a war tax, we got to pay for this. It's an incredibly expensive enterprise, never mind the young men and women who will die or be mortally wounded or terribly wounded. Uh, this is expensive and we got to pay for it. So it was it, just this weird, all right, we're going to start a war, but don't worry about it. Everything's good. You just live your lives. That's no way for a society to, um, to uh, run warfare, to engage in warfare, it's it's terrible. The it's just it's almost seems like you can picture it if you like really look big picture over time. It's the United States seems to be setting up, being set up perfectly for a disaster if it comes to a world conflict of not being prepared for it. The way psychologically we look at the Cold War, he makes the argument of, we just kind of have in our minds that Cold War means not actually ever going to hot war. But that's not what the Cold War was while it was going on. It was a constant worry that it was going to turn into a hot war. And a new Cold War, which people are regularly throwing that term around, with, uh, with either Russia or China, 
would be the same thing. And the likelihood of it not turning, I mean, that's the, the least likely thing is that a cold war doesn't turn into a hot war. We're just, we're just not mentally prepared for where, where any of these decisions could take us. Why did we have through the fifties and sixties film strips at school about how to duck and cover during a nuclear attack? Because we were preparing for something that was really, really could happen. Well, that really, really could happen now, but we don't talk about it or feel it or act like it could for some reason. Well, and I'd also point out that during the so-called Cold War, there was plenty of hot war in Korea, in sure. Vietnam, and in quite a few other places. There just wasn't open, direct warfare between the superpowers. It was always, you know, they would fight our guys, our buddies, and then we would fight their buddies. And sometimes our buddies would fight their buddies, but it never came into open one-on-one conflict. But there were plenty of men uh, fighting and dying during the so-called Cold War. I'll get the link to this, and I'll tweet it out. We'll put it on the website, because I thought it was really an interesting read about the psychology of where we are as a country. I'll just read a little bit of here. Not having to worry about the effects of wars, unless you enlist to fight in them, has nearly become a birthright of being American. That birthright has come to an end. The United States is entering an era of intense great power rivalry that could escalate to large-scale conventional or nuclear war. It's time to think through the consequences. Again, this is in the New York Times, which I don't know if they published it to make us... Well, I don't know why they published it. Maybe just make people think. Usually they have a, an agenda, though. I don't know. Do you think it was to make us less likely to get into war or just to be more prepared for it? I don't know. To be, well, it's to a be, hell of an interesting piece, and I can't wait to read it, which is reason enough to publish it. Uh, right. But as the author, the historian makes the point, whether you're, whether you're for more aggressive action with these countries or for less aggressive, whichever your, your, your stance is, it's still worth recognizing what we're actually talking about here. Right. It's a weird thing to not be able to feel something that could actually happen to you. To to, yeah. to to put it out of your mind as if it's just it's just not possible. I feel that way. Even having read this and I study it all the time, I feel like it's just not actually possible that you know we get alerts on our phones that bombs have hit Los Angeles, right, from China, right. and two of our aircraft carriers have been sunk. But that is the history of the world. That's what has happened over and over and over and over and over again. There's no reason. To think that isn't going to happen. So we need to be fully mentally prepared for whatever that would look like. Wow. Well, you know, you may be right in principle, but good luck. Are you going to hold a town meeting for 340 million people? I think, I, I, I guess the real point this guy has is let's have these conversations complete. Let's, let's elect serious people who have ah. serious conversations <laughs> about these things because they seriously can happen. Yeah. Yeah, well, if only. Well, you want to talk about something that'll put an end to the, 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 the getting attention on cable news channels and uh, sending out crazy tweets to fundraise and <laughs> and arguing about pronouns. Yeah, a couple of missiles coming to Los Angeles and putting an end to that real quick. Well, yeah, that's that's great stuff. But there's a reason why the tradition of prophets is to wander alone in the desert and try desperately to get somebody to listen to you because right. nobody wants to hear it. Hey, quick word from our friends at Simply Safe Home Security. You and your family should feel your safest over the holidays, and yet there's an explosion of crime this time of year as people want to steal everybody else's presents, scumbags. That's why you need the number one rated home security system, Simply Safe. And right now, Simply Safe is offering you good people 40% off a new security system. 
In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect TM technology that's exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you can get priority police response. But there are all kinds of other threats with hazard sensors that can pick up fires, floods, and other threats to your home. It's really comprehensive. And the 24-7 professional monitoring service costs under a buck a day, less than half the price of ADT's traditional professionally installed system. Top-rated Simply Safe, so good with the app. You stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere. You can unlock for a guest or whatever access to your cameras. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. You get 40% off by using that code. Go to simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Let me read one more thing from this New York Times piece, just because I thought it was really, really interesting. In short, a war with Russia or China would likely injure the United States on a scale without precedent in the living memory of most citizens. That, in turn, introduces profound uncertainty about how the American political system would perform. Man, does anybody think our political system is up to a major challenge? Well, a reminder that both the world wars were over there. Over yeah. there. Yeah, well, yeah, that's another point he makes in one paragraph that that likely would come to an end also. Getting in would be the easy part. More elusive is whether the public and its representatives would maintain the will to fight over far-flung territories in the face of sustained physical attack and economic calamity. When millions are thrown out of work, will they find Taiwan's cause worth the sacrifice? Could national leaders compellingly explain why the United States was paying the grievous price of World War III? We make the assumption, because that's the way it's been our entire lives, of nothing's going to happen to me here. I'm going to feel no economic pain, and I'm going to have no physical threat. These questions will be asked during a conflict, so they ought to be asked in advance. Even those who think the United States should fight for Ukraine or Taiwan have an interest in educating the public about the stakes of the great power conflict in the nuclear and cyber age. Good say so. Will it be a topic of our uh, debates? Probably not. It'll be more about, uh, <laughs> did you say something about Kanye West or, uh, you know, that sort of thing. What are you trying to do? Make us suicidal here? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, Grimm's fairy tales, man. Just it, just it just feels like we're just, I don't know, we're just stumbling so blindly into the dangerous future. Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> As a matter of fact. Well summarized. Yes. Well summarized. You get That's the what I do. Armstrong and Getty <laughs> summary of the day. Oh, thank you. Say finally. <laughs> been working so hard. All right, we got to take a break. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. True international depression. The Armstrong and Getty show. So, the whole pronouns thing, the whole there's no such thing as a man or a woman, it's a social construct, what you ought to understand is that is a fringe theory. I mean, it's always been a way out there among a certain brand of nutty academic theory. But because education and media sign on to that sort of thing, you've gotten the perception that it's more mainstream than it really is or or ever should be. Uh, but the question of pronouns, everybody needs to list their pronouns. You need to memorize everybody's pronouns. Well, a lot of the enlightened, uh, the, and that's in finger quotes type, the, oh, I'll go along with that. I'll absolutely do that. And, and you know what? My kid's generation does. Well, it's already a little complicated, and it's going to get more complicated. For instance, let's just go through these clips one at a time. Michael, let's start with 15. Um, and it's worth noting that as this young woman who has polka dot hair is uh, speaking, she's dabbing her piercing 
sings with hydrogen peroxide, uh, which is just kind of an, an aside, but visually picture that. Okay, go ahead. Then I have they, them, and that's just me being like, you can use that. I'm okay with that. Like, pop off. It's like not my favorite, but go for it. I don't care. Zer, I'm fine with. Like, it's okay. I think it's better than they, them, but it's it's kind of like the same thing. God is me validating my agenderness because I don't view myself as a god. I'm an atheist. I don't believe in gods. Um, but I just like the, um, not feeling, but how it's perceived with me. So God, the reason why I use it is because as an agender person, I don't have a gender. Um, so it's like I'm existing and I'm not existing at the same time. God, right? I am a being and I'm not a being at the same time, like God. So that's why people can get offended. That's fine. But nothing else validates my agenderness like that pronoun. Agenderness, like atheist. Yeah. Okay. God is that person's preferred pronoun. Uh, I, I I find myself thinking like so many of the topics we've discussed today, like the, the blue city uh, homeless problem. They're going to try the progressive policies, and people are going to realize, okay, now I got my uh, person in my class demanding I call them God. This whole pronoun thing is done. And even lefty America is going to wake up to it. Here's another example for you. Buckle up, everybody. It's time to talk about my pronouns. I use the pronoun set ni, nem, near. Ni, nem, near. Um, and it's a gender-neutral pronoun set. It's a neo-pronoun the word neo-pronoun makes it sound like it's not been around for very long. My specific pronouns have been around for over a hundred years. Um, neo-pronouns are not that new of a thing. We just came up with new words that fit us better. It's fine. An example of how to use them would be the sentence, Ni went to the market with near friends who love them. Ni went to the market with near friends who love them. So that is nem over there. Uh, this is near room uh i really i really liked nem he was nice not all non-binary people like neo pronouns not all non-binary people use neo pronouns it's just personal to me i would honestly like to hang around with these people when they're at the coffee shop talking and just see how they do it how they keep track of each other's deals I think it's a show of commitment to the fringe theory that they subscribe to, that they try their best to do that. Um, whether they work that hard at their jobs, I kind of doubt. But uh, let's let's do one more. Okay. My pronouns are a little bit too complicated to fit in my bio, so I was just going to leave them out, but I've decided to make a video about it. Pronouns that I use are they, them, she, her, and clown, clown self. I prefer a mixture of those, um, but I do know that some people have a really hard time mixing different pronouns together, and if that is something you really struggle with, I would prefer that you not exclusively use she, her. If you're only going to use one pronoun set for me, use they, them, or clown, clown self. I don't want to be called she, her alone. However, I really prefer a mixture of all three. And please do not use he, him pronouns for me, ever. I don't like them. They make me dysphoric. Thank you. They make me dysphoric. 
Um, yes. That, uh, if you couldn't understand what that was, clown and clown self. Correct. As uh, Ben Shapiro uh, commented on that video, finally, a pronoun request I can uh, honor. <laughs> I will refer to you as clown and clown self. Um, now, this, I think yeah. it is notable to depart from the mirth that uh, all three of them are obviously troubled young men. Oh, yeah. See, that's why I don't I don't get that much. Yeah, it, I just see there's somebody who's hurting and uh, and things aren't going well. Right. The only reason I present this is to illustrate the sheer uh, craziness and fringiness of this queer theory stuff and how unworkable it is and how these people are confused. They're troubled and they need help. They don't need you to indulge them. They need help. Being that focused on this and, and to the extent they need to put out a video because that's what's going to fill some hole in your life is, yeah, that's rough. Clown? Clown and clown self. Armstrong and Getty. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Nobody wants to outlive their money, but it happens, especially for women. That's why Gainbridge offers the Parity Flex annuity designed for women's unique retirement needs with flexible withdrawals plus a guaranteed lifetime income benefit that keeps paying you even if your account balance is zero. Gainbridge is helping build a better financial future for women. Retirement income you can't outlive is the ultimate flex. Start saving now at Gainbridge.io. Visit Gainbridge.io slash Parity Flex for current rates, full product disclosures and disclaimers, and other important information.